Well, this morning we've been looking at Samuel for the last few uh, few months now. But this morning, because of the anniversary that we're having for New Hope Community Church, of which you're part of. You're part of. Yeah, it's amazing. You're part of it. So let's see how many of these you guys can figure out. So the, the first one, now I'm just going to put this up here because it's... Uh, um, What is it? Oh, I forgot the, that there. So it's this morning, we're just going to talk a little bit about New Hope. This is where you come. This is where your parents bring you. Hopefully they bring you and don't just send you. Yeah, some parents send their kids to Sunday school or to church. That's a bad idea. Well, no, pardon me. I'm going to say it right. It's a good idea that you come, but it's a bad idea that they send you. You know what I'm saying? So next time they want to send you, tell them, no, you have to take me. You, you come along with me. That's important. Yeah? Yeah? You're hearing me. It's important. Because moms and dads need it too, don't they? Moms and dads need it too. But we're, well, this is, we're talking about this morning. I'm just going to remind us. I'm going to tell you a little bit about, because New Hope's probably, for some of you, started before you were born. <coughs> some of it may have been like when you were born. And New Hope, who knows the name of our whole, the whole name of our church? Yes. New Hope Community Church. What does community mean? Yes. Go on, both of you. A group of people? So... If I went to the football, was that a community? So I go in the streets and stand in Cardiff City Center and there's a bunch of people. Is that a, is that a community? People who know each other. I think that's good. I think it's good to know each other. I think there's a, a people who are together. People who are together, yes. People who gather around each other. I like that. That's brilliant. A group of people, they gather around each other. I think there should be care for one another, don't you? I mean, people talk about fragmentation and, and where people aren't getting along in their community. But in this place, we're New Hope community. What's that other word? Church. Church. What's a church? Yes. A place that you preach? So if I preach on the streets, is that church? If I preach in a stadium, is that church? I agree that we preach when we're at church. You're right on that one. But is church more than that? Yes. Where you pray to God? So when you go home, I hope you pray to God. If you pray to God in your home, is that church? You're not sure? 
When you worship God, do you worship God at home? Say, I'm going to stretch your mind here a little bit. I want you to think. Yes, ma'am. When you got some Christians who come? So if I'm, if I'm sitting around with a bunch of Christians drinking a cup of tea. When you're worshiping God? So we're, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is that it? You came to learn about it. See, all of these things you're describing are things that we do when we get together. I'm going to use a big word here, ecclesia. Can you say that? Ecclesia. Can you say it? Ecclesia. Well done. That means the church. When Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church isn't the building. This is the place we meet. When we gather as those who trust in Jesus, so you take one believer and another believer and another believer and we gather together, we give worship, we do pray, we do preach. But when we gather like that, Jesus said, when you gather in my name, (coughs) I'm in your midst in a very special way. Because when you trust in Jesus, he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He said, I'll never go and I'll be with you to the very end of the age. But when we gather, there's a difference when he's with us as we gather. So we are the church. When we gather, we are the church. So New Hope Community Church, so it's a, people who come around one another. We gather in Jesus' name. But do you know the term New Hope? New hope. What is, what is hope? What is hope? Daniel, what do you think hope is? When you're trusting? Yeah, I think there's something that's coming that you hope. Yes? So if something bad happens and you, you hope that something good's going to happen? It's not so easy to define, is it? There's, there's, it's, in, it's in your heart where you're like, I'm expectant. Lord, I trust you. Lord, you are going to do better for my life than where I'm at now. Lord, I trust you. My hope is in you. And I know what I've found, boys and girls. Sometimes people seem to lose their hope. They look at the world and they think, oh, it's so bad. Sometimes things happen in our families we're like, that's really bad. Sometimes friends or things that happen. And we're like, and we feel like I just want to give up. One reason that we're here is because we want to help people who have either lost their hope or found that their hope is hard to find. And we want to give them new hope. New hope. And that's one reason why we're here. And I would say to some of your parents, and if you asked them, they might even tell you where they were at when they came, how much hope they had. And now what God has done for them in giving hope. 
an expectancy of what's coming. Even, even though everything else might be difficult, Jesus, you're my hope. So we began, I think you heard it earlier, we began as a Bible study A Bible study in our house. I think that's Doug there, because he would always sit on that side over there next to the couch. And we would come and we would have our Bible study, and we began in... In what year? In 20? How many of you were born then? Well, some of you guys have been born a long time. Hey, me included. What I guys say? So some of you weren't even alive then. And you see Mr. Doug back there. Doug, raise your hand. He's one of our leaders here at New Hope. He's one of our elders. Him and his dad is also an elder here at New Hope. Doug was like 12. He was very, he was, I was going to say smaller, but he was, he, was, he was younger at that time, a little bit smaller. And every time, every time Doug would come in, that's our dog, Sasha, who we still have, Sasha. And she and she would go for his feet. She still goes for people's feet now. She thinks she's a Rottweiler. But in, in 2010, we began in the evenings on a Sunday night and Pastor Claire would bring out treats for everybody and they would have food and they would have questions and answers and people would say, how do you know God exists? And how do you know Jesus is God? And how can you prove the Bible is, 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 what, is, is the truth and that it's, it's fully uh, from Genesis to Revelation, it's authentically God's word and all sorts of questions they would ask. And we'd spend some time singing and God would, would visit us and his presence would be known in the teaching. And we just watched as God was encouraging these people. And then, yes, ma'am. What was the most confusing question you got? What was the most confusing? That would be a good question. The most <laughs> confusing. Can God create a rock that he can't lift? It's a stupid question. Please hear me. Because God doesn't fight against himself. God is the creator. He can create all things. He's mighty. He's strong. So there's nothing that he can't do. But someone who asks the question, it's a, it's a false question. Is what I mean stupid question. It's a false question. Because it makes, it, makes somebody think that God can, will fight against himself. It's like a boxer who never missed a punch and a boxer who never got punched, then asking him, can you punch yourself in the face? 
It's just a, a question, it's just weird. Why would God try to outdo himself? And God is not in competition with God. That's, that's just, it's, it's nonsense. And so that was probably the, the hardest one to be able to get across. Um, but there were many, many, many questions. And you know something, boys and girls, listen, God's not afraid of your questions. If you don't understand something, or maybe they say something at school to you that you're like, well, I don't know. And you say, I don't understand how it works. Ask God, I'm telling you, he'll show you. The most amazing ways, he'll tell you. He'll, if he's gotta speak to you directly, he'll do it. But God can show you and he can answer your questions. And that was one thing I never really said. I, I never said, that. I said, there really is no stupid question. So when I use that, stu that phrase stupid, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it that way. But that kind of question is, is a question that's meant to twist people's minds because of the way the question is actually is, um, set up. But um, Doug would ask loads of questions, loads, until sometimes 11.30 at night. <coughs> and Pastor Claire had already gone to bed. Sasha wasn't even interested in biting him anymore. <laughs> and sometimes his dad would say, I'm going, I have to work tomorrow. And I'd say, I'll, I'll bring Doug home when we're done. But it was worth the investment. It's worth the investment. And then, In 2012, how many of you were born in 2012? By then, yes, well done. So by 2012, we had moved to a community center in In where? Where is it? Trowbridge. Trowbridge. How many of you guys have ever been to Trowbridge? I'm sure you've driven down at Greenway Road down there. And just off the one part there, there used to be a pub on the corner. And then the community center was there. And it was very small, really. It seemed big at the time. But we began, and we only had morning services. And they were about three and a half hours long. And I'll tell you this, boys and girls, the only thing I would be able to do during that time, we would worship for a while, and I would do a sketchboard. And the presence of God would come in such a way we couldn't get off with the sketchboard, we're just doing the sketchboard. So I never got to the sermon that I'd prepared. So God was coming and people began to get saved. People began to get restored. It was during this time we had, had a, a young people's thing which we did was called jam. So every, was it Tuesday night? Every Tuesday night we would gather and we'd run around. The room was probably about maybe half this size if you cut the room in half here. It's about that, about that. And we would, maybe a little bit longer, we would run around in there during the evening, yes? When is jam gonna restart? When is jam gonna restart? You know, stand up for me. Stand up beside, please. It's okay, both of you can stand up together. Go on there. Turn around and ask the question to them. Say it loud. <laughs> Say it loud. 
Ready? One, two, three. Okay, when is jam going to restart? Okay, I'll repeat it. When is jam going to restart? Okay, guys, I'm not going to do it. Not that I don't care about it, not that I don't love it, but I have other responsibilities and there's a whole lot of more hands here to be able to do. And as a family, everyone pitches in, yeah? As a family, everyone pitches in. And so we need something for these guys to do. How many of you guys would like to do something in the week? Come and run around and have a good time together and we can do something like this or some other things. Yeah, would you like that? So look at this. They're hungry for jam. Well done. There's a comedian in the group as well. Hallelujah. And do you know what jam stood for? Jesus and me. That's right. Jesus and me. And we started that there and then and uh and then we were there and then then during the winter time the heating went out. And we had no place to go. And we wanted to do baptisms as well. And there was no baptismal pool. I think we used once we used like a pool inside once I think. It was it always here and then and so the, the church here, there was nobody meeting here. They said we could use their, their, the, 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 the baptism, I was gonna say swimming pool, the baptismal pool here, and we could use that. And then when the heating went out, they said, you can use the place. And then in, and that was, that was in this year. In 2015, we moved to We moved to Len Rumney with only a few of us. And there was a few of us and we would meet and we would meet in here and we had like two rows and uh, we would like kind of stick them all together I think about six or eight chairs and we would worship God and we would pray and I would preach and we would even do ske- sketchboards and all that kind of stuff. And, and then we grew and then other people began to come. Which, which one are you? And your parents came. And people began to come. And we're like, whoa, this is amazing. All these people coming from different places. Some came and went. Some came from overseas, from other nations. And they would come. In fact, I was just talking with someone just the other day who was telling me that Pascal, he was a journalist. He studied, I think it was his PhD here at Cardiff University. He's one of the top news presenters in, uh, 
Is it in Cameroon? He was blind. We kept praying to see if God was healing him, but God didn't do that this time. But he was a he, he, he had won amazing awards for his, his, his uh, television stuff and his, um, uh, when you, when you kind of do documentary kind of things. And, and, uh, and he was, and so we just heard from him again just the other day. He was texting Edson over there and just remembering us and wanted us to remember him and remember, remember him, him to us. And so we've been here then since 2015. And we've grown. Now we have three services on a Sunday. And now we're, God's moved mightily among us. And then in 2019, we began this. Arise. Didn't start in the tent. But then during the pandemic, when they said, you, you have to stay in your house, we said, okay, we'll stay in God's house. We just moved it into a tent. And we got to do Arise. And hundreds of people came. Some of you came for the first time then. And then last year, we have a tent now. We need a bigger tent. You may be right, my dear. And we have a tent. And over this time... Over this time, and this is honesty now, we've seen hundreds whose hearts have been changed. Hundreds. I was trying to calculate how many baptisms we've had. Sometimes in one year we're having 40, 50, 70. It's just like, it's, Lord, this is amazing. Lives being changed. We've seen people baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Spirit of God and completely revolutionized their life. We've seen people healed. That's, that's a crutch in case you can't tell what it is. It's people healed. In fact, back there on the wall, we have canes and we've got like a, like a stick where people used to walk. Those have been left here or left down at a rise. We have other ones that people had to give back, I guess, to the NHS, which is understandable. And we've seen people who's, who have been delivered People who were like really bound up and then God put a smile back on their face. It's amazing. Hundreds of people. And, it, and, and I'll tell you something, boys and girls, the secret of it is the one message that we have not, I believe in God, we've not failed to proclaim. There is salvation and no other name. Heaven and hell are real. Heaven and hell are real. And life is short. I know it seems like a long time when you guys are small, I know. But as we get older, we realize, boy, that's gone quick. Quicker than what I thought. And there's only one that can forgive your sin and give you the gift of everlasting life. And a life lived with him is never wasted. Life lived in him is never wasted. So I'm glad that you guys are here because I'll do it again. I'll tell you again what Jesus did for you because of, yes, ma'am. He died for our sins. Yes, whose? Yours? Yeah, but yours? Yeah. Just to say that that's where it becomes really important. 
Yes, Jesus died for sins as he went to the cross. But the recognition that Jesus Okay, there we go. The recognition that Jesus, you died for my sins. The Bible says that all of us have sinned. Even the religious people. And the only way that we could be forgiven wasn't because we could climb up and sort of get over it, but God came down. Jesus is God in human form. He is God in flesh. And Jesus came down, and as a man, he died for our sins to take them away so that you could be free, to give you a new heart and to put his spirit in you so that you could have life. There is no one else who can do it for you. There's no one else who is able to do it for you. And he gave everything for you because he loves you. And he wants you and me, all of us, to belong to him. And that's one job he's given me to, to say it. Sometimes loudly, sometimes softly, more often loudly. But to say it because, you know, I find sometimes boys and girls, people can be even in church here and they're listening, but they're not listening. In their mind, there's arguments. And sometimes I've got to speak loud to stop the argument so that they can hear. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's like, whoa, because it's important. It is. If your house was on fire and you were upstairs in your bedroom and you were listening to your headphones on your iPad or on your phone, would you want someone to stand at the bottom of the stairs and go, hey, the house is on fire? <laughs> was that the way you'd want them to speak? How would you want them to speak? Go on. By shouting out, the house is on fire! And I know as young people were like, what? 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 <coughs> well, this is more important. This is forever. And so sometimes it's okay to shout. Sometimes it's okay to raise your voice. There's one message that I believe God has helped us to be faithful to preach to proclaim Christ died for your sins for our sins for mine he was buried and he rose again from the dead the third day they rolled the stone out actually the angels did Jesus had been risen from the dead so that he can give you life so that he can give me life and God willing New Hope Community Church will continue here. And who else, who knows where else we might go in taking the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray, guys. I'm just so glad that you're part of the family here, guys. I really am. I really am. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. I thank you, Lord, for your help. I thank you, Lord for your so great salvation. I thank you, Lord, for each one of these that are here. 
And I pray, Lord, that your healing, your salvation, Lord, your, your power, Lord, your freedom will be their portion. And that, Lord Jesus, they too will make that confession of faith in you. And Lord, to walk it out. So I bless them and bless their parents and their families. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.